And in three, two, one, got with me here, Nathan Chestnut. <laughs> Good, dude. How are you? Doing Thanks really for well. having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. God, yeah. I can't imagine having me back after the last time. I just am such a rambler. Well, I had to. I like rambling. And second off, I had to have you on the show because you taught me how to make this table. <laughs> oh, I know. It's actually, it's like really cool to to see this and the this like um, tile that you have over there too yeah. and be like, I don't really feel like I'm in a huge way connected to it, but it does feel cool to like pass on this, like the the knowledge and like, dude, yeah, you've crushed it yeah. obviously way harder than I ever have at any of this. This, this is funny, a full table. I know. I made a couple of tiles. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I sold the, away the resin or epoxy and the, the rest of the paints I had and a year went by and we were about to move in. I was like, it's going to be on video. I don't want a boring ass table. Yeah. So I bought all new stuff, went for it and it turned out pretty much perfect. And I'm like, Whew. I think I just got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, it's money. It's like such a cool, interesting color palette too. Cause like, I just wanted to use all the paint that I had. I, right. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of a hodgepodge. It's not like even like a all cool colors or all warm colors. Like you've got gold here against like all these bright colors. Just good. It's right? fun. But yeah, I might even start off the show by lighting up one of the Metolius CBD. I, I was trying to light one up before the show actually. So <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> <enjoy>. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, you mostly smoke reefer, so weed might be a little, or uh, CBD might be a little chill for you. It might fuck me up. Who knows? Might fuck you, know? you up. Yeah, what if? Hit a different matter. receptor, I'll be like. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Bruh. No, I mean, literally last night we went to a weed store. I got some edibles. I got baked. I was up to like 4 a.m. <laughs> edibles last so long, and you're just so high that I'm like, not having fun with what I'm doing, but yeah. I'm really into it. Yeah, I think edibles sometimes feel like, like that's like, like I don't want to say like drug weed, but it's like more like psychedelic. Like I, I remember this one time I was super young. This was like the crazy days of like legal weed where I went to this hash making workshop at a dispensary. It's just all these old Eugene people. Yeah. And uh, we're like eating these hash cookies and I went to work and I was like a young river guide at the time. Yeah. And I remember going down the river Still and it are. looked like yeah no less young but uh i remember the water because it is super clear on the mckenzie but it just looked like hot plastic yeah like it was like be like viscous or something like if you put your hand into it i was like i was so high i was That's like oh funny. my god this is psychedelic this is crazy how about work weed is literally psychedelic. i've been telling it you, is like, literally today i told kenzie i'm like weed might be stronger than most psychedelics in many ways like if you get too high like no matter what you're doing you're kind of uncomfortable time's distorted and you're just like what the fuck's going on man no, straight up. I thought that too, like the, the, a lot of the medicinal effects that people say, oh, it helps you relax, helps you sleep, all that shit, right? Like, I mean, like you're saying, you're up till four in the morning for yeah. the edibles. I think it's more for like, if you use it all the time and you have a tolerance, it can help with some of those medicinal effects. But if you just like, or like well, my grandma or something who's never been high, like it's not like you... Oh, I'm just going to relax. <laughs> they should sell edibles in like one milligram doses for those people. Like for when you real. go into a store for the first time, they should be like, what's your tall? Like, have you ever smoked weed before? And they're like, no, they shouldn't just sell them like a dab pen or like anything like that. You'd be like, hey, first off, take one hit of bud. Yeah, that's that's interesting. How would you do that if it's someone's first time? The first time. And they're going to read the package and it's like, oh, five to ten milligrams is a starter dose. And you're like, ten milligrams gets me like toasted, man. I am like. <laughs> I am absolutely That's, out for the count. It's actually funny. That makes me think of um, my mom this last weekend. 
She, she's anonymous. She'll never hear the podcast. Hopefully, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. But she. What's her home address, though? <laughs> Social Security. Social Security. Um, no, but she just did mushrooms for the first time in like decades, nice. um, and was with her homies and shit. And I was kind of uh, neo shamaning them. They were oh, like, you fun. know, like your how mom. much? Yeah, my own mom. Your mom. That I know. Was trip. It was pretty sick, and I had to go to work, so I wasn't there for the whole experience. But I was kind of dosing them out, telling them what things are gonna be like. Yeah. But. Before I guess I say what I did, what would you tell your mom who hasn't tripped in decades and her friends, maybe a little apprehensive, what would you give them for like their first dose? I'd give them MDMA instead of mushrooms <laughs> and so they have a really good time. And then a week later, once they're in a really positive mindset and they're like taking the actions to better their life, I'd give them like probably like one to 1.5 grams. And then next day I'd give them two and a half or three and be like, all right, now we're really going to go for it. And like, there's a bed, there's pre-made food. There's like five different options. Dope. And then I'm like, all right. And it's like daytime, not at night for me personally. Cause I'm like, you want to be able to see the sun. Cause if it's dark and you can't change settings, you just feel trapped, you know, sometimes I can feel that. And like I think a- actually it's kind of funny. Like I gave them all a gram each Nice. left them with a scale and some more. And was like, Start there, and then, to be honest, probably you'll feel like, oh, this isn't overwhelming or anything, and then you can eat more later. Yeah. Um, when I came home from work, my mom and her friend were both like, we didn't feel it. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, they each ate a gram, then they ate another, like, gram, gram and a half, and uh, they said they were chilling and didn't feel it. The one friend got high. She was, she was high. I know, but I was like. Yeah, how could you not feel psychedelics? That'd be an interesting thing. I know, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, I think it's almost one of these things where maybe you're over, like over-prepared, you know what I mean? Where you're like, I haven't tripped in decades. I remember it like this thing, you know, because you remember those like. And it's so different every time. It's so different every time. And it's so, I think like just the way memory works you remember those like most impactful experiences which is usually when you're like tripping balls you know big part of it yeah which is like a setting thing and probably a dosage thing do you take like ever go through spots where you take psychedelics more than other times in your life oh yeah do you notice that you cry and you get way more emotional when you take psychedelics like every week or every couple days compared to like when you haven't taken psychedelics for like a year i'm like i get so hardened and then mm. I take psychedelics, like, or, like, I smoke DMT every couple of days or, like, whatever. And I'm, like, so much more, like, just emotional and, like, grateful. And it's just so different. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I can't say I've, like, really thought that much about that. You big crybaby? I, God, especially 2021 has been the year of the cries, dude. No, I'm, I think I'm, like, pretty pretty comfy with the... Uh, the taboo emotions that we try to It's so weird that from. it's taboo. It's like it literally so built weird. into us. It's like, well. It's like very, it's almost as much a part of your experience. As, I mean, it is as much a part of your experience as anything else, right? Like it perhaps is a little bit more uncomfortable than other stuff. Maybe. But it's, it's weird that that's taboo, but angry isn't taboo. Like if someone's mm. like angry, like it's like, oh, that's a normal thing that people get. But like if someone like cries, people are like, whoa, this is a crazy unique situation. Like why don't we switch these, honestly? True. And I think too, like the coping mechanisms for being the person not necessarily experiencing the emotion, but being around it. Yeah. People are so bad about being so around bad. people that are sad. Yeah. Like like if someone like if like even if you like start crying in the room right now, you know what I mean? Like there's like this there's like this tension that I think folks feel and that like there's so much resolve to want to be like, it's okay or something like that. To, like, to make you get over it so I don't have to also vicariously <laughs> experience it too. Hey, but it's hard when it's here. like, 
Yeah, it's kind of hard when it's like, you know, there's there's like reasonable stuff that you can't just be like, oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, like, I mean, last year during the fire evacuations, you know, I was talking to a bunch oh, of people. Oh, you were right like, over that direction, weren't you? Oh, yeah, you yeah, evacuated. You really it was so crazy. Like, I thought it would be really fun to do a reconstruction of people's experiences as they evacuated because there's probably just such a multitude of experiences yeah. and mine is mine would be in like the the light-hearted more funny chapters of the of the book you know like yeah. less tragic you know like i had this rager party at my house the night before and i like you woke up with all the smoke there well so, so rage yeah. balls like one of those times where you're like all high and you're like I work at 8 a.m., but I'm going to stay up all the way till 8 a.m. I'll just go straight to work. I don't need yeah. to sleep. And I slept for like an hour, and I just, you know, fucking white knuckle crawl my way through work. Yeah. I actually rafted with these. It was a group of four Chinese folks that were speaking Mandarin all day. Wow. And I was like, thank uh -huh. God I don't have to speak Talk English. Yeah, like time. they're chatting with themselves. I don't have to say anything. Because I'm sitting on the back of the boat just trying not to puke, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I go home and I like, I stop by Blue River Market on the way home, which I never do, which ceased to exist in a few hours, which is the only reason I'm mentioning it. But then um, got home. Dirtball had forgotten something there, so he came out and was actually got pranked. I know, I saw him on the wall. <laughs> Dirtball's on the wall. What up? Um, yeah, no, but uh, I, I actually got pranked because I was kind of being like mischievous the night before. Like, you ever see where people like <laughs> go and like turn over all your furniture and shit? No. Um, <laughs> so, like, like, make like an abstract art project out of your home. Like, everything becomes like balancing like cairns or whatever, like, nice. with just like all your shit in your house. So I walk in all like hungover, like just made it through the work day, so tired. And I look at my house, I'm like, oh. all you want to do is sleep. Yeah, I literally set my stuff down and just walked outside. <laughs> I was like, I can't even be bothered to go in my house right now. That's fucking nonsense. But did you even flip it over before the fire came though? No, so then I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna clean my house. I'll take the high road here. Yeah. You know, I'll use this as an opportunity to better my space. This nice. is great, you know. <laughs> clean my whole house. Dirtball comes through, grabs his phone, and uh, we're sitting outside. We're like, man, it's getting kind of windy. It's like, all right, I'm going to take off. I go outside, and then there's this, like, all of my pot garden, like, my my fence is, like, beating the hell out of my plants. Like, yeah. just, I'm, like, I had to run, take down my whole fence. I had a plant, wow. a full-on huge weed plant that was, like, one of these, like, probably six feet tall, nice. beaster in a cage. Yeah. It blew out of the ground. Like, it broke at the base from the ground. It was just... Whoa. Yeah. So After like, watering with nutrients every day for oh, like, I know. months, you're just like, no. And then it was kind of like a... A, a mediocre-ish garden and it was one of the bigger plants yeah. and I was like damn it <laughs> did you come back with cinder over everything there yeah caked yeah so like all the hairs burnt up and it was like you nothing know, salvageable you know it was crazy how decent the weed actually ended up being there was more bud rot than usual I think because there was just more particulate matter on oh, the plants yeah. and all of that but i'm like super duper liberal with how i cut that out anyway like right. i've if it's like whatever it's on this part of the nug i cut it like at the base and just get it all out nice. some people use it for blasting and stuff too seems wrong 
Maybe I, I don't know how science works, how but it seems <laughs> it seems questionable to me. You know, this, this is actually some shatter made from moldy bud. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, gonna be like, eh, I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah, good like, and like that's how you would for me. That's how that batch would be because you do it like strain by strain. Mm -hmm. And so if it was all my moldy buds, it would just be a batch of moldy buds yeah <laughs> and so when i'm selling it i'm like okay i've got this live res i got the og kush i got the durban poison i got the moldy buds, <laughs> the moldy buds. that's a hundred dollars off now <laughs> sounds a little cheaper but it looks great i'll man. pay you to take it off my hand yeah i don't <laughs> smoke that one but <laughs> you can <laughs> you know people on the east coast i'm looking for some middle schoolers who are gullible <laughs> People just want to get high and not think about the health consequences, yeah. you know? It's like there's mold growing on the oil. This, this can't be good, man. You just, like, blowtorch it off every day. Yeah, just, just a little, like, scrape it off the top, yeah. torch it, melt it down. Funny. No, but it was kind of crazy, like, that whole salvaging of the grow. Because, like, during the summer is kind of my balls-to-the-wall time period, right? Like, it's when I do guiding, it's when I do growing, yeah. like, jam fest, and all of my like, band stuff's busier during the summer, so Shmier. it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, shout out. Shout out to Shmir. <laughs> We're gonna record new shit in, like, uh, two weeks. Nice. Stoked. Uh, but it's kind of like the white-knuckling period of so much stuff going on, and then it all came to a screeching halt, like, no river, yeah. no grow, I can't even be at home anymore, so yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like, what what to do it was it it was, it was a, like summer ended like a month early because that happened it's yeah like, was, what are you gonna do restart like uh, exactly and it was like crazy um like such a yeah such so just a concise ending yeah but your house didn't burn down it was just covered in ashes and house was good salvaged the grow it was kind of crazy like there was a police blockade like two house two miles from the house yeah and for like days i kept going there and they'd be like uh, okay so the real situation is i'm like i need to water my weed yeah, plants this yeah. is my livelihood i need to go do that but i can't say that so i go up to him i'm like i can't find my kitties you know oh, i so literally funny. actually said kitties the first day Every i was with day. tyler my, my buddy tyler regan yeah and we cruise up there and i'm like i gotta find my kitties and they're like no way dude like and tyler <laughs> said when i said kitties out of my mouth he just walked away he just went back to the van he said you're a fucking idiot like, you know, why do you think these cops are going to be like oh you can't find your kitty you see i go ahead go, yeah, go right over there man. yeah i was like how okay. far away was the fight like like a mile off or like how like from our so, god that was, it was like, like one house before no it was like one of the crazy aspects of it too is because when you're looking at google right like there's a b actual blockade and you can't be there and yeah. it's super smoky so you can't your visual distance shit is like all oh. thrown off yeah so like you're just relying on google and shit at that point right so you google a fire map and when you look at a fire map which i've seen before but i didn't like care about them until it was like close to my until house you yeah when you see a border and then all the area inside is red it's so confusing because you're like is it raging inferno of death right here on this corner yeah or is it like small spot fires mostly put out? And mm. so there was this edge on the fire map that just kept creeping closer <sighs> and closer to the house. And there's no way to tell like, okay, is this out of control? Like yeah. people aren't even fucking firefighting it cause it's gnarly, all these houses are getting mowed. Or is it just little spot fires like just kind of expend like you were at a hotel the this whole time looking at a map of your house maybe being torched up in front no I was, I was at my boss's house which was crazy actually too um 
<laughs> That's so funny of all of that. I thought they gave all those people like hotels or something for like a week. Uh, we we had a place to stay and kind of nice. thought that if we had a place to stay, we would uh, save those spaces oh, for those yeah. that needed it, you know? Nice. I was doing like a bunch of the volunteer um, like disaster relief stuff basically every day too. And like nice. uh, you, I'm doing all this stuff. Can I just go water my plants? I know, right? <laughs> I, I actually... I mean, right, last year was a, a, there was social tension about police officers in general <laughs> last year, yeah, you know, but it. yeah, uh, for sure the most I ever, I, I like, I'm not writing a trend here. I've never been a huge fan of police officers and really? just authority you, in general. You seem like someone who would have like, one of those blue striped <laughs> flags blue <laughs> <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I really appreciate officer uh, presence in the community. Yeah, not exactly my go-to favorite peeps, but um, that was the most I've ever let a cop have. Because it's actually also probably the time I, I felt like... I need my fucking kids. Yeah, look at my cats. Wait, you no. gave him shit that time? or like a, the uh, No, it was the final straw day. It was like I'd gone like three, four days in a row, Oof. and they kept being like, tomorrow come back and we'll let you through and you can go and do your shit and then you can come back and mm-hmm. i'm like word because they they you can word. see my address right yeah. on my id and they can actually verify that i live like two miles up where i say i'm going because yeah. people were tripping about looting and all of that because it did happen totally you know? oh, wow. yeah didn't which, even consider that until right it. now I'm like yeah. oh yeah duh. oh yeah it happened to like, uh, unfortunate amount you know yeah, yeah it is kind of sh- I don't know. Yeah, I don't like pass huge amounts of judgment about that because some of the communities have like a huge separation of wealth, right? And so when you're living in this like crazy disaster mode where you're like fleeing your, I'm sorry, I'm not, I want to say I'm condoning people like looting other people's houses. True chaos. Like, yeah. And well, I just mean like if if you are super broke and everything's burning down around you and you go for like a mad scramble move and you kind of like, yeah, go loot someone's house and steal it's their not shit. Completely ununderstandable. It's bad. Exactly. It's worth condoning, but it's like I understand where their headspace is. At. Exactly. There's a context here. It's not in a vacuum where this person's just like, "Oh, natural disaster! I'm gonna take advantage of people," yeah. which is kind of like that's that's kind of the thing that was my frustration with people's rhetoric is be like, in the middle of this thing where everyone's getting damaged, people are taking advantage, and I'm like, yeah, but like people are scrambling to exist you know yeah. what i mean so like i'm not saying that it's it was at the end of a right. pandemic year it was at the, like literally so, like there was looting all over it was a chaotic year it was it was it was crazy not good i think i let a little bit extra out on that cop that time because it was just like it was a little tension but also like not doing their jobs well did which, he listen like did you after yelling at him did he let you through or was he just like fuck this guy I'd already gotten through. That was kind of my point is there was two entry points to go up to my house. You could go either Camp Creek or 126, either which way. And um, going Camp Creek, they told me I couldn't go for like the third, fourth day in a row. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to go try the other entry point and just see if they'll let me through. And they didn't even check my ID. They were just like <laughs> waving through a line of cars, wow. you know? So I went and I watered my plants, which was epic, actually. It took like a 250-gallon reservoir to the river, yeah. filled it up, put it on a trailer, took it back to my house, and like watered wow. my plants with this like super ashy river water. It yeah. was it was it felt like Some Mad Max shit. Form, they'll be okay. Yeah, I know. Did I you was like kind of blow dry them off or like shake yeah, them or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I took like a leaf blower and nice. blasted all that shit off yeah. of them. Um 
Yeah, but basically on my way back through, I just kind of, I went down Camp Creek because I could go out that way. Mm -hmm. And I got to that crux. And the thing is... the same cop again. So Yeah. No, and and on purpose. I went that way to be like... Because it was the first time I didn't feel like I just got busted for something and I got to kind of cover my own ass. I was like, I'm... no i'm like my cats died this is tragedy <laughs> look, look how much harder you're making my life uh, if i got there three days earlier little fluffy would be fine would <laughs> no but i just basically went to say like you need to you should be consistent this is really hard for everybody and you shouldn't be making it harder by your very very poor performance of your job like if they're letting people through on just a straight up wave and not even check shit 10 miles from here everyone has a fucking cell phone now you you guys should be they should be stopping people or y'all should be letting people through and like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out was the cop receptive he was so he copped down on me so hard which is actually why i got so irate with him because i was wearing all black which was contested last (laughs) summer too but i just like metal black is my favorite color just the clothes i also had on that day but he and i came up with hands in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) i just watered my plants (laughs) no it smelled more more like fire oh yeah probably everything but you don't have cats you come and smell (laughs) wearing all black yeah he's just he basically was like take your hands out of your pockets as you come up here and shit and i was like what the fuck dude i'm not a criminal i'm here to tell you that you suck at your job um but i was gonna do it politely and now i'm gonna do it less politely and i just basically told them like i just went through right there and i just watched you turn this car away like should i just go to them and tell them that they should go on 126 and go up there because this shit's really hard for people like people you know and that's the one thing i am trying to stand behind my cat thing but i am like people are dealing with actual shit right like oh, yeah. it's not just about me it's about the, the community at this point and when you're making it harder for like fucking grandma to get her medicine over there like that's an actual yeah. shitty service that you're doing to the community especially when she could go just a different route and get her shit that she needs like you're sucking at your job and i'm just trying to like actually not not even call you out and shit just kind of let you know hey i got right through on the other side so you might want to give them a little ring you ring a ring bang. sign right there that just says like, go to one 126 mile, one mile before this cop's a dick go to 126 straight up and that's i like i honestly thought about just standing there and just waving people on being mm-hmm. like oh go this way they'll let you through like right. and uh he was he he was not not at all stoked with my presence and my um feedback which is okay <laughs> you know like that's that's okay that was crazy i would I, have expected him to be receptive yeah he was just copping down on me so hard and was like t- acting like i was like some sketchy criminal or something i'm like dude i'm the fucking victim house. of a natural disaster yeah. right now and you just suck dude i tell him to quit his job and shit because the one the most insulting thing that i heard was we don't really want to be out here either. And I was like, motherfucker, how dare you? You're at work and you're doing a job. I know that it's unfortunate, but like all these people, including myself, are evacuated from our house, right? Like we really don't want to be here. We're not on a level playing field. You're driving home to your house afterward, aren't you? And you're getting paid to be here. And you're getting paid to be here. Like just be better at your job. Like I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even like being a super Karen, like where's the manager? I'm just like trying to say like. (laughs) I speak to the manager, just have like a chief or whatever. Yeah, and be like, you need to reel them in. They need to do do their jobs better. It's like, dude. What's your badge number? Yeah, straight up. That's like maybe I should have taken like maybe like more like 
super like like white dad approach you have like yeah. hands on hips yeah. you know like, what's your badge number? smoking a cigar yeah <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do with your name and badge number i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hire two gay porn actors to drink <laughs> and go at it and i'm gonna label it your name and badge number and that'll be out there whenever people look up your name that's the first thing come <laughs> that'd be and they're gonna look like you, you know? that's a that's a that's a good one actually i'm surprised i never get to use my revenge story like ideas but i come up with really good ones see this is that's what i'm saying like this is the it's this is what we need in the taboo emotions we were just talking about earlier they have their place like i honestly left that interaction with the cop and was like i don't really like being like angry and like unkind very often but sometimes you know like you get in that role and you like slate it and you just said shit that was like smart and pointed and you like thought quickly and you like said cutting things and you won the day (laughs) 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 sometimes you walk away and it's like fuck you yeah Yeah, that was sick (laughs) it's not recorded he's going home thinking he won yeah beat that cop yeah no i i think i think i I won that one i think it was like a unanimous decision nice all the other (laughs) cops are like clapping at you I know, yeah, I hope so. But yeah, it was a it was a overall bizarre experience. Yeah. I, I mean it's funny that everyone's kind of against cops now. Even like a right wing guest that came on like four or five days ago, he was like, I fucking hate cops. And I'm like, it's almost becoming pretty unanimous. Like for a while, like right wing people were like jerking them off, being like, No, I stand strong with these guys. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, What? Now that they're like helping, you know, I'm like, it's just so chaotic out there that I'm like you guys got to tune out of this and stop paying attention when you see a cop just like, I don't know, what do you do? How do you even fix something like this? Does it start at like above top-down change or does it start as like a whole community of people? Like, what do you even do? It's such an entrenched system that's been going for hundreds of years of like, let's reform the way that we keep people in line. Because there does need to be some level of like keeping people in line. How do you change that to a better system? Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's one of those things where I think, I think I've gotten better at this in life for me personally is knowing where your level of expertise is and not overstating stuff yeah so i like as i've engaged these conversations with people i'm like pretty for the abolition of police but not abolition of anything that helps like maintain um how do you say that like order like accountability order in the court we were gonna get kenzie a gavel and then i'm like it might be so <laughs> loud in here so we're, we're not gonna gavel it up we, we may but yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I, it'd be good it'd be good um yeah but i think somebody to like Look more for the camera. Look more like this way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Sorry, I just realized we're we're look? all three hanging here. He looks. He, how's he look in the camera? It's funny. Great. At a certain point, I realized I mean, he's like looking this way. Like the yeah. camera's right oh, there. Oh yeah. You're gonna lean. Definitely go. Yeah. That. This way. Yeah, this way that's gold. Yeah, also, like, just ignore yeah. her completely. I'm kidding. <laughs> for one show, we're thinking of putting like curtains down, so she's like literally can't be seen. There's like a hand coming through it, switching. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be fun. Hilarious. It'd be pretty like, funny. Like I just pop out really quick, and I'm like, all right, bye. Yeah. This is a quick peek. Kenzie, this is a real guest. Stop. <laughs> I start getting really mean, like making the guest uncomfortable. Yeah, that that would actually be. Have you thought about doing that? Like, like a, making um, people uncomfortable? Yeah, like like a like a, like a, a bit. Like, yeah. like y'all have like a bit. Oh, we have tons. We've the been point daydreaming of them. 
Yeah, like we're gonna wear almost when you came, I almost dressed up in like a suit, and Kenzie dressed up, and we're like you came underdressed, and then the next guest, we're both wearing bathrobes, and we're like, whoa, you're way overdressed. For we're gonna like sauna. Like that'd actually be great because like I, I'd be like, I thought it was a podcast. I didn't yeah. even know there was some <laughs> video, what the, dude. What? What's going on here? And we actually have like pope, priest, and cop outfits that we'll wear, and I'm, I'm gonna get some more and stuff. But like, if it was on air when I brought you in your water, I would have brought it like with my fingers in it, like, kind of thing. Just whatever you can to make people like kind of uncomfortable. Like, what? Oh, that's yeah. great. That's really just come and just like set it down, like completely gripping Submerged. it. Yeah, submerged hands. <laughs> yeah, just, there you go. Sorry, I was washing my fingers real quick with your water. <laughs> with your water. <laughs> <laughs> just take it off, just lick it clean. <laughs> oh, but yeah. What kind of brew are you drinking, man? You drinking a cider? Or a oh, this is a Fort George. Hot three way IPA. They do a, a. I don't get IPA stuff. It's so bitter in your mouth. It's like, uh, you know, when you drink milk and then you have it in your mouth for a couple hours, how it's like. Doesn't taste that great. That's I what usually beer swallow is to it me. before the <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's butter at that point, churning in your mouth. Yeah. Um, no, I like I like the IPAs. I I, I kind of laugh at myself because I like I really follow the market trends. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> with I, the beer market. Trends. Yeah, like I really like hazy IPAs right now. Once the market takes a new turn for what's like trendy, yeah. I'll probably be like, oh, I like that too. You know? That's so funny. But yeah, I, I am. I'm a little, uh, uh, you know, I think kind of like everybody, you got to admit that we're all, how do you say it, able to be marketed to. So oh, not marketable like yeah. you're marketable, but yeah. you're, we can market shit to you. I literally, you know? yeah, yeah, I think I put that in my store, yeah. like, or I either texted it or put it on my store where I'm like, it used the, like, a special word, like, fun or cool or quality or whatever, and I'm like, I bought it, I'm like, wow, I'm really easy to market to. <laughs> like, it's, like, kind of a cool color, like, kind of a flashy, I mean, I literally bought, this is just sparkling water. I know, and it's called it's liquid expensive. death. Yeah, liquid death, murder your thirst. It's, like, so, oh, murder your thirst, Yeah, so wow. it's so fun, so I'm, and it's gold, so I'm like, I literally, I know. literally, this is just carbonated water. That's so funny, like, my, my first... I'm, I'm like grateful for this now that I think about it. My first girlfriend and I used to be incredibly honest about what we were doing in the store sometimes. Like we'd be like, oh, let's uh, get some dish soap or whatever, you know? And we're sitting in there and we're looking at the different options, right? Yeah. And so many times we'd be like, yo, we're just looking at packaging, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 word. I like that font. Which one looks the greenest? Yeah, and it's like, that's like pure marketing. And I know 100 million percent. I was actually just at Beerstein before I came over here. Yes, um, and, you know, this case of like million beers or whatever. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, all I'm looking at is the art. Because like also craft beer, can art, mm -hmm. should be so like a, cool. a subgenre of art. There should be like that's art shows. Mm -hmm. Like there, it, there's so much. Oh my God, this one brewery. I just saw a beer sign called Tripping Animals, and it's like a fucking goose, like all spun out. Yeah, you know, on the camera. <laughs> like that's like that's incredible. Like yeah. what? What? And it, you did you get it? And no, it was like nine dollars a beer. That's it was the like, whole that's, thing. I fuck you, you guys. I'm not paying your artists no. that much. Yeah, you get to these craft beers and you're like, that's six dollars for one 12 ounce drink I'm yeah like, right but here. i don't like the how they don't even yeah i know it makes me feel awful <laughs> and i feel like the really expensive ones are they're kind of like exploratory ones where it's like like nikasi's got that one where they sent the yeast to fucking outer space or some shit you know and it's oh, like i had no idea that's funny though i have yeah i actually have one of those at my house just a buddy gave it to me it tastes exactly like regular beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a 
like what an arbitrary jerk off process specifically yeah. for that one. Like hey, we sent the yeast to outer space. Like that like that has nothing to do with beer. Nothing. Take all that money you were gonna do doing that, make your beers cheaper. I'll be more likely to buy them. Like literally, like all these companies do these weird marketing things where I'm like, take that money and make your product cheaper and I will buy it more. Rather than like, oh, that's a good Oh, you sent start. your yeast to outer space? Crazy. Sold. Definitely willing Done. to spend even more. Yeah, $12 for one 22-ounce beer. Fucking Did you drink it or just have the, the bottle? I like, it. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm such a dirtbag that that seems like like the most, it seems like a $1,000 bottle of wine. Yeah. And so like, I, don't, I don't know when to open it. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe when I get married, I'll drink this beer. I'm <laughs> waiting <laughs> for a special occasion. That's too my funny. first child is born. I'll pour this on their forehead. No, I don't fucking know. I was going to drink it at Jam Fest, but I forgot. You save it for, like, whatever, 80 more years and at your burial. Like, they, they pour that out for you the whole time they pour it on you. Like, be like, it's magic. This $12 beer he saved <laughs> for 80 years. God, no, I hope I live that long. Is, is, I actually started a... Crossfit. Incentivizer to exist is what they call it. Cool. I think. No, IRA. Uh, oh, I've but never a long term phrase like that. Like a long, <laughs> like you put money away and you get it. Like forever. yeah, no one actually calls it an existence incentivizer. But when they were like, you yeah, don't, you, like when that. you don't get f- your money until you're fifty nine and a half, yeah. you're like pull it closer to the mic or oh. even pull it back to you. Like oh, no. it, it can travel. Okay, yeah. tight, nice. Anyways, um, when you don't get your money until you're 58, 59, 59 and a half, but yeah. really arbitrary now, age. Be like 65 by the time you're 59. Oh my God, yeah. I actually didn't read the contract. Are they <laughs> able to like <laughs> change it? You know? Yeah, like, I think they, they change like retirement ages. Like every year, every couple of years, they like put it, they add a tack, like a half year to it. Well, I think I, when I was even saying this as I was giving this person money, and which is <laughs> the funny thing, like imagine me in like an economic situation, like investing <laughs> with somebody. They're like, oh, Jesus Christ. But I, I was like 59 and a half you really think i'm gonna make it there like, what happens if i die yeah. and he's like yeah well i mean normally not everybody just leads with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh My top concern is i may die <laughs> yeah like 59 and a half i think about that money today i, I was even, i was even saying that to him to, uh, in the thing i'm like I'm like not even halfway there and I'm kind of amazed that we've made it so far. You know, like the amount of things that could have killed me that like will probably continue to be features of existence. Oh yeah. Nutty. You think I you're going to make it to 59 and a half? I don't even know if it's me or just like this part of the world or humanity as a whole or what ashing all over yourself. But I'm, I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sure. But it's like, yeah, that's why I'm starting to have, I don't know. It's so hard to balance. Like, happiness and success tomorrow versus happiness and success today and being like you know you got to kind of do like 50 50 like so your money that's in the ira it's in like stocks or bonds or that boring stuff nice Something did you like pick that. them or did they pick them so it was funny it was like the they I, just picked monsanto and no <laughs> i've that's that's see that's that's it exactly right i've had money in like a savings account for like a really long time and i struggled to invest it because if you're investing in stocks, you're investing in corporations and I kind of just like, don't like any of them. You know what I mean? No matter how quote unquote ethical they are. I'm like, just the structuring of that. I find problematic on like a fundamental level that there's no, you know, it's kind of like the, there's no good cops thing, which is its own argument too. But it's like really hard to find like an ethical corporation in my opinion. Put it in next door. The, the next door person who hired me, he owns a publicly traded company. It's like a $500 million. They make electric vehicles, these three-wheeled electric vehicles. And he, like, lives his mantra of, like, 
He doesn't have AC in his house. Like, he doesn't really drive any other cars. I've never wow. seen him not a FUV. What? And they're electric, and they're, like, really high, like, efficient. I, just, I saw Dirtball post a video of yeah. you guys. Wh what are those called again? Arkimoto? You should try one out. If there's an, one available before you leave and it's still, like, light enough, we should, we sh you should try one out. They're a blast, man. Sick. Yeah. That's a publicly really traded company. Publicly traded. Yeah. So, like, See, wherever you buy stocks, you could buy that, and then you actually are, like, working to make humanity better so there's some that are like kind of cool i'm a dirtbag i put my money in google and amazon and apple and stuff too but yeah so that's basically i was like uh can you find like ways to invest that are ethical and he did the <laughs> like he did the like well yeah this one's kind of the ethical option and yeah. i'm like looking in and then like the, it's uh, facebook and amazon and all this shit and i'm like what How's All this? our slave labor is used in other countries. I know that's <laughs> where like, humanity's worth well, less. Yeah, like what, what? What was the? What was the threshold of ethics that y'all yeah. went for? You know, I don't like think what? Use plastic at all? Yeah, <laughs> and I, like I kind of was thinking like a lot of them too. Like I mean, I think Facebook was the top invested one for that portfolio or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fucking. You start going on Facebook more and paying myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I like fucking hate facebook because i just hate people thinking that their opinion matters when they're just little fucking peons you know we're just we're just all people you know i was talking to somebody on my boat about this the other day about people with really intense um political opinions in my opinion don't think <laughs> politically ever at all like they never actually take into account how difficult uh, super macro conversation, but like the balancing of economics and health as related to COVID and mask mandates and businesses shutting down. If you actually think about what it means to think politically in a situation like that, like I think most people are running for the hills, like myself included. Like I never want to make that decision. It sucks. It's for like thousands of people's lives. Millions. It's, yeah, millions. Like it's millions. It's like, so hard. And no one's. Uh, there's no like decision where everybody just goes like where that all makes sense yeah, you know like, what you i mean know, whichever way you go a certain thousand million amount of people are going to die and you're responsible for that like there is no right decision and no one would want to be in the position where they're making that no yeah. i totally agree man. and it's like that that shit's not something that you just like post a angry sentence or mock a sentence mocking somebody on facebook about like i think the actual political engagement is so much more nuanced and actually just like just actually sucks you know just like yeah. it's a thing i don't think anybody really wants to that's do that's funny that's like my number one question when i have like bureaucratic people on the shows i'm like why would you invite this into your life why would you invite like such subtle nuance that's like just i mean like the more you think about it it'd be like this is a headache man i know like There's how no do right we answers. how do we allocate the funds for bike lane construction in eugene you know what i mean like even that you're like fuck or people are gonna <laughs> people yeah. are gonna be pissed and the big gonna be right allocate funds to prevent fires from happening this year and then what if there's no like no fires happen you wasted all that money that could have mm -hmm. gone toward housing homeless people or like and then what if you spend all that and then a fire it's like whoa that's a mind fuck to like yep. on a small scale and then a national scale it's like they're probably not even making any decisions they're probably just like hundreds and hundreds of smaller decisions are being made I don't know, man. What does the president do? Right. That, if right. Anything. And it's just, I think just the main irony of people not being able to like understand and empathize with that, you know, because like, it's just such a polarized landscape that we live in right now where I think, I think a lot of people just have this like idea that things are so much more straightforward than at least they seem to me when I think about a thing. Like, I mean, like you've even just said the fires, right? Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, like, what are we going to be doing about that, right? Like, where, where are you from again? I'm from right here, Eugene. Are you from UT? Yeah. Do y'all remember growing up having, like... We're brother and sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, do, do y'all remember fires at all growing up? Not I don't know. That's like I remember a fuck ton more rain than we have now. Yeah. I remember cool... You know, I remember plants being... Half, I remember everything being different. I'm like, oh, things are changing. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy, too. Like, I really remember the rain thing as being super different. Like, Way different. Like, it felt like right about this time of year, you were, like, almost, like, worshipping the sun and being like, oh, my God, it's going to be gone for months yeah. now. And, and now, now like, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of nice during the the winter. We get, like, these random days of, like... You know, 60s or something, not super nice. hot, but yeah. it's, like, super nice, sunny yeah. weather. That's, like, the weather I like now. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, so obviously, right, like, the ecosystem, even locally, right, is, we can acknowledge, is changing. Not that, like, I don't think I'm convincing you guys of climate change or anything, but mm-hmm. just in terms of the fires, like, there's so much... There's a lot of complexity, I think, to like how we deal with that as we go forward. And absolutely, it's yeah. I'm and then you have to deal with all the private timberlands, and it's like it even gets more complex the further you into it. That's why I invite you on the show is for very nuanced political points <laughs> 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 about the, fires. The hippiest guy I know, like really, really well <laughs> rational points about nuanced <laughs> politics. <laughs> It's you. That's, that's what, my change. That's, that's what I. That's what I like to that's think what I about. Live you for, know, that's man. what I think Nobody's about. Nobody's right dude. or wrong. Uh, environmental soch is kind of my. It is ironic. It, yeah, it is. That you're like, yeah, people shouldn't have like opinions on Facebook. You come on a podcast. So, anyways, my opinion. <laughs> now that I have a platform, <laughs> it's like, but I'm like, I'm so I, you so I, I, so I don't go on Facebook. I would like leak all of them out. And so I got to wait till I come on like a podcast or have like a mad, interesting conversation. And then I can just have all of it pent up. Exactly. Yeah, I like it because you don't come charged with like the typical political quips. Like sometimes I have like <laughs> someone on the show who's like always left wing, always right wing. Every time they say like a talking point that either AOC or Tucker Carlson says, I literally just call them out as like, oh, yeah, right wing talking point. Because uh-huh. it's like it's so not fun to mm-hmm. like it doesn't add anything to a conversation I'm like. I know that's a manufactured point that was hun- like hundreds of millions of dollars was spent to put that in front of your face a couple times. Money. That's like so it's beautiful. So, yes. I was doing this thing last year where I was every day hitting New York Times and Fox News headlines and would just scroll through on my phone. It's like. Because <laughs> you're a big Fox News supporter, right? <laughs> big fan. But you support it fan. by scrolling through it. That's yeah. a crazy part of and it. And actually, it's, uh, I will say like. Everybody thinks like their political bias news source is the one that's more accurate or whatever. But I will say Fox News is straight up clickbait on so much of the shit. Like it's like clickbait on both sides. Everything it's all clickbait by definition. New York Times is less interesting clickbait, at Mm. least. Like it's like at least maybe like about some story or something, whereas like literally Fox News will have like a football player does something nobody else has ever done before in like the top three of their headlines or something where Fox it's News like isn't for me alex jones that's when i get into real reporting wow that's <laughs> that's funny i saw a bumper sticker about Infowars and listen to alex jones today and i was kind of like i kind of don't even know what the tone like the tonality listen is to of his that. episode on joe rogan it's like an, a good entry point to him 
And then if you ever listen to like a solo show of him, I'm like he takes it a little far. He's like the globalists mm. can fuck me in the ass. Like literally, like word for word things that I'm like this is clickbait too. It, almost yeah. all news except like rooters, like whatever the actual exact political middle is. That just there's like one or two that just say facts, and it's not like hey, here's our opinion on it. Mm-hmm. CNN and like all left wing things are also opinion. It's all opinion pieces rather yeah. than news, where it's like and in manufacturing of opinions, which oh, is what you're yeah. saying too, right? Yeah. So it's like that's like a thing I really have trouble with too because like it's a really really hard thing to like know when someone's saying something to you especially when they're intense about it right mm-hmm. oh, yeah and, there's it, bright and you're like you're and like statistics that yeah but you're like you are saying the thing that people are paying millions of dollars to have you say and totally. you're like this isn't your thought like i don't want to be like this is Inception and you're yeah. just a puppet. But I mean, like, to you're be honest. To thoughts in your head. Yeah, like, you're, I doubt that you came to this logical conclusion on your own. Yeah. And if you did, like, let's think it out together and, like, maybe work out some of the points that are, like, yeah. not Before all the way fleshed through. You're the panel member on all Fox News <laughs> and all CNN, like, things anymore. You hold, you actually make discourse way more. <laughs> you would, honestly. Having you there would be a blast to see. But, like, if you were to guess how much money was spent in the 2020 election, what would you say? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Do you know the number? I do. Wow, that's cool. Um, <laughs> wow, that's cool. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's cool. That's a, this well, like is a big number. Throw out a pretty big number. Yeah. Uh, wow. About $4 billion. $14 billion. <laughs> And that's all for for Trump, Biden, and also for like small, like the smaller, the, yeah, ones like but like that's a lot of fucking money. That's like a million dollars a day, over a million dollars a day God, for each side so to produce crazy. news. That's really good. We're talking about how marketable uh-huh. we are with packaging. Mm-hmm. How marketable too are we with news and our know? opinions and our perceptions? Yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, we know this person agrees with A, B, and C. Logically, we know they'll accept D, so then they put that in front of you, and it's like. They're just gathering these like almost religious kind of cults that have a very similar groupthink where it's like, hold up, you should not agree. Like we even like if we're say skew on the same side, we shouldn't agree on all the same stuff just because we're same place politically. We should have like different thoughts because if we have all the same opinions, it's like well we're not clear thinkers. We yeah. just crowdsource all of our thoughts from the news and Reddit and stuff, which I do to some extent. But well, I th- I think that nobody's thinking in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like nobody's just has the superposition on the fucking social world that we live in where they're like looking down on this petri dish that's existing in front of them and they're outside it somehow yeah, like, like we're all benefit from this occurring like oh i'm kind of in a fire zone we should definitely allocate more money to the fire zone yeah and that's just you not even your friends or corporations that are giving you money it's like it gets so deep you know i'm like honestly all elected people should have all of their email text and everything public I, even like one week delayed it's like it should be more public i actually that's funny i thought about this like a bunch of years ago is that like just as like a just as almost more of a disbelief in the way that it's, it functions now. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, I, I would almost be down for the next president to be like a randomly selected social <laughs> security card <sighs> and give it to someone who's completely unqualified. Like the, the dude three doors down the street down yeah. there Literally and like random. significantly limit the power and make it all super public and make it like fucking jury duty, you know? Yeah, and like, <laughs> if all elected officials were selected randomly, Hey, you have this job for two years. Wow. Wouldn't it be like, I don't even know. I, I don't know if it would actually be better. I'm not saying that that's like a that's no, like that's the that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking this is like like the ultimate political system that we like achieve. That's but random. it is like when you think about like how 
it almost is like, oh, it couldn't be fucking that much worse than what we've got now. It's kind of like... Yeah, good point. It's just kind of a... It would weed out the people who just want power. It's like, oh, well, you can't purposefully power your way into getting that position. You can't like, oh, dirty deal with friends and corporations. It's like, no, it's random. That's kind you know? of what I think the point is, right? Is That's that, like, really cool. Your ulterior motives, maybe you have them, And you can't get right? reelected. So you can't like, okay, now I need exactly. to start making people like And me. you did your two two years, make it like real, like shorter or whatever, you know? And yeah. It'd be kind of fun too. It'd be like, really cool. It'd be kind of, especially with like the American demographic of like who it could be. Until you it get could an be actual crazy person. In there. <laughs> like something like one of like like an actual genuine lunatic. No, we need more ducks in the parks. That's. I think we should spend the majority of our in. Well, then we'll need people cleaning up the poop in the park. It's, like, from just it's creating jobs. Creating jobs. <laughs> it would just be so random. What if what if all the roads were were tiled or instead of concrete? Like instead of a <laughs> yellow stripe, we're gonna repaint everything, we're gonna repaint and every it's gonna be blue. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. Every state's different. <laughs> no, like I I always get green and yellow confixed. Why don't we have it? Like a rainbow, and then it's tier system oh, based on rainbow. how much of a rush you're in, you can go through it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the fuck's going on? You're literally learning new rules every other month, yeah, every other year. Probably less wars, though, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, how are you going to, like, oh, the last guy didn't like you, and you're both <laughs> Nah, we're chill. Fuck those people. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> we're all good here. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that in the future. We'll just randomly, <laughs> randomly. I actually like, really our, like this idea. I, I think it would be kind of like Some a fun. Some means testing people. Yeah, I almost wish you could, like, simulate experience. I've been really thinking about this a lot lately, that, like, life does feel so arbitrary, like, the direction that it moves, like, I think everybody has these like super random tiny moments in their life that like completely and utterly shape the course of your existence. There was like no way to actually know it could happen no. and all of that. Do like, I this, go like, this street or this street? You get mugged on that street and you go home that street. Your ch- life's changed forever. Exactly. Like, like this literally like, crazy like butterfly ripple effect crazy. thing. With people, now that it's controlling dating, like people say Facebook's strong because it controls who you're talking to. Like Tinder and stuff associates who you fuck and therefore who your kid is so who you swipe left and right on is now dictating wow, the next generation of that's like actually children. kind of crazy i've never thought about right? tinder's influence on the next generation isn't of that insane beings. so it's like that's how much literally one swipe of your thumb affects the rest of your life is what partner and what kid you have god yeah that's crazy i watched a tinder date yesterday i was at the I was like out getting drinks with my friend, yeah, and like we saw like a obvious like tinder date going down and yeah. it's so it's so fun. Like, what a, what a, I think dating in this era, it, like, I think it has its weirdnesses, you know? I don't personally like, like, the dating you apps. Have a partner, I feel like, don't you? no. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll talk the rest of the podcast about my <laughs> heartbreak. <laughs> you just <laughs> literally <laughs> smashed Augur for like 20 minutes. And she would always no. leave the dishes. She would put it spoons no. up. So you have to grab it to put it away. And it's like, is she mental? No, more more like, I'm not worthy. God, how did I lose this thing? No, I'm just Rip. joking. It has actually been a bizarre year in regard to that. But the dating app thing. <laughs> yeah. Keep it focused where it matters. Yeah. Um, no, just check it. But, uh, Nothing personal. You'll get too close to cry. <laughs> you were late in the episode. I don't really cry. I don't yeah. really cry. Is it late in the episode to, I to cry? one thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the dating no, app thing. Uh, yeah, I think it fucks my psychology up and other people. Like, I look at people in a very particular different... Like Because the amount of time you spend on Grindr or what? <laughs> no, I'm thinking more like as I sit here and I'm swiping like a, a per, 
it's incredibly judgmental, which is like <laughs> fine and fair. You know, I think yeah. you do the same thing when you walk into a bar and you walk past 20 people and you are attracted to one. That's 20 left, one yeah, right. That's the is. same sort of thing. But it feels like it interacts with my psychology in a way where I like, I just start like really thinking about myself as like this swipeable object commodity person. You see yourself on the other side. Of yeah, people. and I also like feel bad to do that to other people because I'm like I seeing people where I'm like, profile. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I bet you're really nice, yeah. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> your cheekbones like, are a little low for uh, me. Yeah, exactly. That's like that just seems shitty, you know. Like redhead, I only date this, you know, like little yeah. subtle nuances, right? And it's like. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan. I think I know people that have gotten together through dating apps that actually have, like, really uh, admirable, healthy, cool relationships and shit, which is, like, dope, but it's just, like, sub subjective, you know? Yeah. I think that's, like... The old-fashioned the... way of meeting alcoholics at the bar. That's what I'm it's saying. Like, that doesn't really You already better. know you're fucked from the get-go. Yeah, because it's like, like, oh, like, they're inclined toward heavily drinking publicly and spending a ton of money on it. So and, it's like, and avoiding their problems yeah. with substances. I mean, this is, yeah. like, this is the woman of my dreams. This is who, <laughs> this is <laughs> who we're one. looking for. Who's the one puking behind the bar yeah. at 2 in the morning? She has, like, daydream of, like, the perfect girl coming and being like, oh, I just want a rafting ride. And you're being like, <laughs> boom, everyone else, no boat time. It's, this is important for me. Boating is a fun way to hang out with peeps. That you we'll probably say. meet a lot of cool ass people. I mean, I get to meet a lot of cool people through the show and like rekindle like like con like uh, friendships and stuff. Thanks to it, I get to invite people on. Where if I'm like, hey man, drive all the way over to my house and let's put our phones away and I'm not gonna feed you or anything. We're just gonna sit and talk, looking at each other for like an hour. See, you'd be like, you figured Maybe. you figured out the no, that's great. You figured out the cheat because raft guiding feels so super similarly like. Yeah. Uh, it's less familiarity with the people, but it's like a super unique job. I kind of can't think of any other ones where you do go do something fun with people, yeah. but you're like, I mean, a boat's a small space, you yeah. know what I mean? And if you're chilling for like three, four hours, yeah. like you just, uh, it's a very unique random interaction that you're going to have with people, <laughs> which I think is so fucking fun. But this is a cool this is a really cool way to do that too, right? Like, yeah, right. You should pot if you can set up podcast on the boat. Like, you hit one <laughs> rap and the laptop just flies out. Tiger, that was a bad idea, man. Dude, like, dude we had such a such a good episode going until yeah. we hit that rap and then we fifteen minutes lost it all. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of funny. I've been listening to God. I've gotten so into boating. God, like that's what my little broken heart told me to do was obsess about something. It's so like boating fully draws you into the moment, right? Like the um, like flow state, the kind of thing. flow state. Yeah. Exactly. If you're looking at literal flow, because it's a river too, fun. Yeah. But if you're looking flow. at like a gnarly rapid and how to run it correctly, and oh, you're you in there and you're paddling about, it, yeah. you're not like thinking about like anything other. Th you're just there. It's fully channeling and being like one with yourself and a river and a thing. And that was kind of and like my heartache. Just sent you off in that direction. Yeah. How long did? How long were you? It did. Yeah, like, I'm, got, I'm so curious. And if you don't want to talk about, oh it, no, I don't, like, I don't care. Way too personal. No, I don't care. Um, What's your favorite style? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> too personal. <laughs> no, but like, be like short or like more. No, we were together for like, like two and a half, like three years. And it was like long distance for a while, right? I relatively. We were I both working you. seasonally for a little while. 
And so she was working um, elsewhere and doing season work, and I was she was in Colorado. For nice, a that's a memory trap. I know. Right there. Good job. Like, good job. Like, literally thinking as hard as I can back like, <laughs> two years ago or a year and a half. Yeah, no, that's and that's where she ended up going back to. Mm. Uh, to is Colorado. It's like where her fam's from. It's where she's from. Um, she is dumb. I couldn't imagine. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, no, I'm kidding. Single. Like, well, tag so my Instagram. Tag no, I'm just checking. Because there, there's such big decisions. Where am I going to live and what partner am I going to have? And they may not be compatible. Wow. Isn't so that crazy? Like, yeah. And they're, they're going to both change the rest of your life, whatever partner you have and whatever place. So I think that like, this is like one of the beauties of dating in our generation too, is that you, I think that when you think about like my, grandma or whatever's generation it was the like soulmate link up you have the one person out there for you and i think that our generation through like having less taboo shit when you're hanging out like y'all aren't married and like live together and shit which like yeah. provides a certain hey. level of I'm kidding. We're not married. <laughs> we just wear the rings. It's just fun. It's <laughs> fun that you have the ring. Because um, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> These guys are fundamentalist Christians. I had no idea. <laughs> no, exactly. We're like, we don't really, like, the church isn't, like, a big thing in our life. And we're like, we're, the government pretty horrible why would we pay the government money to be married under religion it's like wh yeah who, who are we appeasing at that exactly point? exactly like what's the point yeah um taxes maybe but yeah. it's so questionable we call each other partners and like a lot of boomers like question us they're like what does partner mean it's like mm -hmm. partners in crime we just chill. actually that's funny yeah what what how long y'all been together five years going on five four and a half that's sweet and like yeah, like uh, if, if, as you think about like marriage or anything like that, that is. Are y'all religious at all? Nah. Yeah. So right <laughs> with that vantage point, does is marriage even like a? I feel like it was just. Um, this is so to the point of this era of dating is like unique, has its own challenges, but it's also so like so liberated in so many ways, like so much shit has happened since like the last few generations where like, it's not this inevitability. Like y'all have this like place you can live in and it's not like people aren't renting you spaces yeah. because you're some like, n Can not imagine it, people wouldn't like rent you spaces. My unless God, that'd be like, nutty. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. It's a, wow. a, and it's so, it's so different, right? Like I didn't even consider that. that, that used to be a thing. Yeah, this is the wow. real shit. And so like, you literally just have to get married. And then you're stuck together unless you want to legally get divorced. Yeah, like, and it's like, and, and especially like the folks where they're maybe in like a more Christian community or something like that, which was really, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like pretty it ubiquitous. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, you couldn't even like have sex with somebody before you get married for the most part and like it's that's a big gamble that's kind of crazy right yeah, to be like lose your virginity in this act of like well we've already made a lifelong commitment yeah. like that would be Nutty. that would be a really really bizarre thing to have to deal with and yeah. it's kind of cool that we were able to like hey, all our kinks match up or does our sex drive match <laughs> up or does x y or z or do you leave like the fucking toilet seat up or like yeah. leave the the fucking cupboards open like a bunch of shit about living together that's actually <laughs> functional or like do you snore we're really taking loud the off the thing just because we're both sick of it we're both, <laughs> what's what is there what, what that's is this, funny you know? actually is it only aesthetic no, but it's not even aesthetic because it's like I have to open it and it's like if it was off, it would force me to keep it aesthetic looking in there. That's true. You'd have to keep to, nice lines. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just like, oh, messy. And I just put it's a like cabinet a over it. Closet for cups. Yeah. 
cup closet. And they all cuddle up in there, and they're like... (laughs) 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 But, yeah, like, stuff like that is, like... like, I mean, because we just moved in together. We've been together that long. But Mm -hmm. we've lived together for three weeks now. Crazy. Wow, that's cool. Isn't it? Yeah, And we're we're really happy, because... So there's, like, a study that came out. It's, like, the longer partners wait to move in together... The better really the better chance that they have mm. of being together forever but part of it's because like it probably weeds the people relationships that last short amount of time out already so it's like who that's knows which that's reason. true but then also um like code, codependency type yeah. stuff right like if you meet each other and you're both kind of like needing some void filled yeah and then you move in together and you start doing that like within f- four months or something yeah, like that also could be like a huge big you're trap a boating you know? void you're you're a void that was caused from uh, the lost relationship you i'm gonna shove a boat in that boat i just i got so pitted last year i had so many like big swims and like i had i was getting some for a while on the boat like not even like a not like super successfully like i was out there styling stuff like i was getting beat down last year in like a really fun way like i did step up boating skills hugely but like is it really dangerous of a job or is that like when you get to like really intense it depends on where you are yeah so i went to cali and was uh working for april may and dude that's some real shit i was scared at work for sure Uh, it's weird to be have a job that you're scared at every day well, and like coming up to certain spots and being like, I met these people two hours ago. Yeah. And we've got to go like run the shit together right now. And like here we are at this like Crux Rapid. And it's like, you're good. Yeah. It's like your job to rally the team and be like, hey, this and is an athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's straight up like time. train them. Yeah. Like, in like two like, hours. Okay. We have a really intense thing coming up in two hours. Listen. Yeah. And, and so on, that's the lower section. On the upper section, you start with a class four rapid around the corner from your put in. So like. Oh my God. The you hardest wa- part is immediate? Y- y- uh, no, it's or one of multiple class fours on there. So like you Jesus. paddle and do stuff in an eddy. You talk. So there's a big safety talk. You do a paddle talk, and then you have them, like, practice in the eddy and shit. But then you just drop in and see how she goes, wow. you know? Yeah. My buddy that was down there. How could you into this? How would you even potentially be like, that's the direction I'm going to take my Let's life? go. Or did you go on Heartbreak. One no, I'm just joking. Because, um, like, for, for a really quick example, uh, we just went to a boba shop to get boba tea. And I asked the guy, I'm like, oh, yeah. did you drink boba tea a ton before you own this? He's like, maybe like once or twice a week. I'm like, how would you get from huh. drinking something <laughs> once or twice a week to, to owning, owning a shop? One? Yeah. And no. I'm doing this full time. Like, how do people get what? into the profession? Totally. It's a trip. Mine's way more of like, a, I grew up on the river. I started guiding when I was 18. And on Metolius or which river? The oh, McKenzie. The McKenzie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I've been to your house. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I did that. I did some other rivers and stuff too. And then, I met the manager of that company. The Cali thing was like the, well, I guess there's like this like loose theme of this like heartbreak breakup situation. That was the fucking whole silver lining and awesomeness of like, uh, just to wrap up the point that I feel like I've kind of gotten close to a couple of times. Dating in this era is really cool for reasons like you get to intimately experience and know your partner, you can live together and all of that before, but it also lends itself on the shadowy aspect to it too, of having these like crazy close soul bonds with another human being. And then like also progressing to a place where your lives take you apart and you like don't have that anymore. And there's always pros and cons to it. Like, and it's like politics is very nuanced where it's like, well, technically this, you know? Yeah. And like, I would not have gone to Cali and done what I did probably had I been in a relationship. Cause 
it's it was it felt really jerk offy as I was doing it. It felt like this is like just to go run rivers yeah. and fucking do like if I was in a relationship I'd be like this is like It'd really meaningful. Yeah, and yeah, like be, I'm not hey, gonna, gonna leave to yeah. um, to go make well, what three hundred fucking dollars over the course of two months. Like I'm not gonna yeah. make any real money. I'm gonna yeah. spend it all on beer. Just like I'm gonna yeah. be like just being on a space beer. <laughs> <laughs> space beer. It's yeah. all I drank in California. <laughs> no, but um, live like a king. <laughs> like a king. Space beer and no no food. My IRA is this massive package of twenty two dollars. <laughs> I invested a thousand dollars last year. I'm gonna be fine in the you future. You open them up and it's all like dusty. And you're like, oh, this doesn't actually save that well, does it? You put them all in like a deep freeze. They're all broken when you open them up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no. No, that was my IRA. <laughs> Sixty with nothing it's else. Just just dust. Yeah. Chop it up and snort it at that point. Well, we hit an hour. Do you have any, like, people, like, want to follow you or interact with you or, like, take a boat tour if they happen to live Oh, my here? God. Holler. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so God, I'm single and stable. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Look me up. Look me up. Uh, yeah, my Instagram's Nader McTater. If people want to say hi. And listen to your music. They can find it through there. Oh, it's yeah. Kind of Actually, on my thingy on Instagram, I have both bands tagged. Dope. Actually, I need to tag the new – that's the we'll – wrap it up, but the Cali thing – I guided, made a bunch of new friends, had a super nice. fun time. Literally, also started playing in a new band so you in have California. Three bands. I have a California band Killer, now. Man. Um, and your drums and all of them. Drums and all Dope. of them. Yep. Animalingo, Smear, High Water Markers, the Cali new band. Nice. Check them all out. They're love all cool. All right. His Instagram will be in the description. Lots of love, everyone. Thanks for coming. Peace. On. I'll give. All right. It's Kenzie's job. Her job's a gunner. I, I, I like it. Yes. She is doing Yes. Jobs. Bye, everybody. Peace. Thanks for having me. Dude, that was a blast. Oh, that's so fun. God, we should do the episode every day.